0: Great morning, everybody! It is Monday, March seventh, two thousand and sixteen. So excited to be with you this morning as we continue our 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 March. Beware of the Ides of March! Always a critical critical month in school leadership. Um, definitely go back if you haven't had a chance. Go back and read that four uh, or I listened to that four seasons of of a charter school principal uh, call. That was one of my favorite uh to uh talk about how how important the springtime is because uh you definitely reap what you sow. So so excited to be with you uh this week in March. Um huge week for our organization and and for charter schools in North Carolina as we have the Alliance Conference coming up later this week and uh and we're we're so excited hopefully you will uh be there and uh you know stop by our vendor table. Um it comes to we've got a couple presentations going on. As well, so that's that's uh, going to be great, great opportunity for us to to see as many charter school leaders as we can, and 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 just you know, as I've said many times, charter school leaders are on an island, uh, so it's just a great opportunity to to you know get out, and hear about what other charter school leaders are doing, and what is working, what is not working in their schools. Um, great opportunity to learn. So as always, this is our Monday mentorship call. Uh, my name is Paul Miller, and Our organization, Leaders Building Leaders, our our mission is quite simple, is to be the difference maker in the leadership development of individuals and organizations. And, our vision when I started this organization, my vision, it was uh, to be the Amazon for uh, charter schools, and that's in the sense of being able to address any concern, problem, solve any solution with uh, resources or support or coaching or teaching, uh, or even maybe be your principal, Uh, you know, whatever you may need. Uh, we are we are certainly willing to uh, to uh, meet that challenge and because our purpose is to help charter school leaders solve problems build capacity ensure that you are equipped to handle the day-to-day challenges that come as a charter school leader so our schedule over the next coming weeks is going to be extremely hectic and extremely fun Um, we Jeff and I will be heading to Florida uh, for uh, Jeff's first John Maxwell certification um, we sent out some some information. Maybe some of you hopped on John Maxwell's call uh, on uh, March 2nd. Um, so so to learn about more what the JMT is. So since I joined in February 2014, there was about 4,500 maybe members. Uh, they're up to 10,000 already. So so in about an 18 month 19 month span, um, they have doubled um, in size. So extremely exciting things happening all across. It's a, it's a global. A global event uh, so I so I know Jeff is going to enjoy himself so saying that we will not have any calls uh, moving forward so uh, from from the conference this week and then being on John John Maxwell time next week but definitely be looking for some uh, recordings and video opportunities I'm sure I'm sure we will send uh, something out uh, live from from Orlando so we will come back on uh, March I off the top of my head, looking at calendar, probably the the uh, 21st would be our our next Monday mentorship call, and uh, by then uh, we should also have a legal a legal series uh, will be sent out, and that that week uh, the, uh, the the next uh, governance webinar as well. So so that's our schedule over the next uh, coming weeks. We won't have another live call until March 21st. And as always, go ahead and and you know hop into the queue if you ever have any questions or thoughts or comments. Um, <clears throat> And we're going to get started with, with with my call today. You know, I wanted to tell this story. I've been really thinking about this story as I'm reading reading through this this uh, one book and studying this book by uh, Napoleon Hill. And and it, it kind of reminded me of of I remember I was working with this principal. And I want to make sure that that I know uh, that we you, you know you all have this. I had this uh, problem as a principal, and and this is something that comes up often. So, the principal was you know telling me how how much he was struggling with um finding qualified teachers he was struggling with balancing coaching and getting in their classrooms and professional development support and and this was a school that had a very high risk at risk population of students um, so you know he went on and on and on and and you know we started talking about how tight the budget was and i you know I didn't have the money. And I just said, Well, if you had an extra hundred thousand dollars, what would you do? What would you do? And he paused. I could tell he was really you know, he was going back into the into the brain to really think about what he would do and he said, Well, you know what, I would definitely hire some extra teachers to uh focus on the interventions. I said, Okay. I just well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I heard you say before you were having a difficulty finding good teachers and also finding the time to develop them and mentor them, you know, strong mentors. So how would increasing your staff solve your problem? You know, know, getting these students where they needed to be. And he's like, wow, it's, you know, I've never really thought about it that way. So that was my question that I threw out. I what would you do if you had $100,000 in your budget? You know, you you need to be able to answer those types of questions because everything you do should be revolved around your purpose, right? So, so you know, recently, you know, my team and I, we've been diving into Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, and he really stresses budgeting each month. And ensuring that every dollar has a purpose every dollar has a purpose so this would mean as the school leader or your chief uh, financial officer your purpose your purpose the purpose of your organization would need to be extremely clear right? because then you would know exactly where to spend your money you could suggest that your you know mission based goals would have an extreme impact on your budget right your mission based goals should should really have have correlation there should be alignment between your goals and your budget now of course that's you know saying that you have goals right cuz your goals develop an operational roadmap and they they allow you to monitor the performance against your plan So in today's schools, I want you to answer yourselves these questions. Ask yourself these questions. You should have answers for these questions. Is our mission clear enough to write goals from, first of all? Have we written goals? Do we have a plan? Do we discuss our budget in terms of the plan? So do you actually discuss your budget in terms of the plan? Those four questions again. Is our mission clear enough to write goals from? Have we written goals, right, goals that people see? Do we have a plan, right, because a, a goal without a plan is a wish, right? So if you got goals, you should have a plan that aligns to achieving those goals. And do we discuss our budget in terms of the plan? If you had these components, you would typically budget the items that are most important to achieving the plan, right? I mean, that's what you would think. And this really struck me as we we had this great visit to Henderson Collegiate uh, Charter School in uh, in Vance County the other day, and <coughs> and the principal, excuse me, Eric Sanchez said. You know, when we create our budget, we put our most important items first. The, you know, the the things we value. Are the first part of our budget and, and and he was talking about transportation and lunch services and their very unique coaching model and, and there's going to be a great podcast coming out uh, hopefully in this next week that uh, we were able to to sit down with him for ninety minutes what a what a great school, but when he said that, it really really made me think about that conversation that I had that with that uh, with that principal about budgeting based on your purpose right budgeting based upon your values budgeting based upon your mission-based goals. So so I want to back up and and talk a little bit more about the most important ingredient to obtaining your purpose, and that is desire. One's desire breeds a definite purpose, which will result in the ability to write clear goals, which leads to your plan, right? It leads to the development of your plan. And all energy and your focus should be directed towards the accomplishment of that goal Right, where where your where your energy goes right where your focus is is where your energy flows so if you're focusing on the wrong things your energy is going in the wrong direction which would mean that everything you do is going in the wrong direction right where your budget is Where your plans going where you're spending your time where your focus goes your energy flows it's very important right so again it's your your ones desire breeds a definite purpose which results in clear goals which results in the development of a plan which is where your energy should go so if you possess this burning uh, desire for new and better things Let's just call that winning, right? That's, that's just winning, a burning desire for new and better things, for attaining what you have been trying to achieve. There's one quality that you need, and that is the definiteness of purpose. right? You need to have purpose, the knowledge of what one wants and a burning desire to possess it, right? whatever that winning is. What does winning look like in your organization? How do we get to winning? so sometimes school leaders and educators and organizations have a poverty mindset you you cannot afford to have a poverty mindset you cannot be be have a woe is me attitude when it comes to how tight your budget is and we're about to embark again on this fair uh, uh you know uh, with the funding campaign the fair funding campaign and and and, and it's always a woe is me it's not a woe is me it's about focusing on what's right, right? It's having a purpose so we can have more dollars to focus on our goals and achievement. So if you have individuals in your organization who are the it, creators of their own misfortune as part of your team, you're going to have a hard time being successful. Right? So you want to make sure that, you're, that, that your, your team is focused on, on the right things. Not a not a woe is me. Not a not a poverty mindset. No, is a we can't do it because we don't have the money to do it. If your plan has not been successful in the in the past, it's not the plan's fault. It is a lack of your burning desire and your overall persistence. Because remember, knowledge is only potential power. And knowledge needs to be organized into definite plans of action directed to the definite end your plans should fail the first time right they should need tweaking if your plan's successful the first time it probably wasn't a very strong goal right it wasn't you were not really trying to achieve too much okay so never adjust your purpose never adjust your goals only adjust your plan to get you to where you desire to be So let's go back to the $100,000. Why don't more school leaders have this $100,000? Let's look at some, some aspects. I mean, one is spending, right? So both the success and the failure of your budget is traced directly to your habits. And one is spending. Some school leaders just spend, right? They spend money on... The wrong things, where they, you know, spend money on reimbursements, you know, for teachers, where they get themselves into a bad, a bad agreement, or maybe they're just, you know, taking over for a, you know, school year that got themselves into some bad, some bad um, agreements. So both your successes and your failures are going to be traced back to your habits. Your habits are extremely important when it comes to not only writing a budget, right, as part of your plan, but actually having a clear forecasted plan focused on your purpose and your goals. Where is that money being allocated to? So so what I thought as part of this habits, it made me think about these six steps from uh, Napoleon Hill's 20-year study of over 25,000 people, which included at the time the 500 richest People in the world, and this is, um, this is an incredible book. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's been a great resource for me over time. And the Hill, Think and grow rich. So he so he talks about these six steps. And number one, okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna amend these steps based upon being a charter school leader. Exactly what we're talking about. You need to imagine yourself. Step one: Imagine yourself in possession of the fixed amount of money, whatever it might be. So for this time, we're just talking about hundred thousand dollars. Imagine yourself having that $100,000 in your budget allocated directly to your purpose and your goals, right, your school improvement initiatives, whatever is going to take you to that winning, right, whatever leads to winning that year. And it wants you to be very intentional about understanding how much money do you need to accomplish these goals, right? What specifically is the resource, is the tool? that it's going to take you, right, that one problem that you haven't been able to solve. It's not just always as easy as hiring more people, because more people come with more problems. So I want you to be imaginative, right? Think like a charter school leader is meant to think, right? You're meant to think differently, not traditionally. You're meant to think differently. We talked about imagination, how important it is right? Imagination is the, is the main ingredient to solving problems, It's the main anecdote to problem solving is imagination. So bring your team in, bring other people in to have this conversation. Step two, determine specifically what are you willing to give up? Well, it made me think when I was a charter school principal about all the supplementary programs that we had. I wasn't always sure which ones worked. And they all cost money; they weren't free. So step two is really important: determine specifically what you're willing to give up. What are some of the things in your budget that you may need to give up in order to have this $100,000 that is specifically going to equate to winning? Right? Is it programs, staff, old initiatives? Right? When's the last time I mean some of you run budgets of five to ten million dollars? When's the last time you did a real deep uh, study, you know, an analysis of of where your money goes. Because right? remember, where your where your focus, or where your focus goes, your energy flows, and that also goes with your money. So step three is establish the date in which you will possess this money. Right. So what date will you have? August first, two thousand sixteen. Will take some time to get there? Maybe maybe January first, twenty seventeen, whatever it is. Step four, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire. Begin at once, whether you are ready or not. So important. Begin at once. Alright, so what does this look like? I already talked. About this. Is this a budget analysis? Is this a program evaluation? Is this maybe creating a list of forty potential donors? maybe 40 potential grants that you could receive, Some of you are in some really big cities. There's a lot of corporate donors out there. I think I've told a story, but I'll tell it again. December 31st, 2015, at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I got a text message from someone who said, hey, are you a nonprofit? I've got $5,000 that I need to donate somewhere. I said no, but I know a school who has this – this fund, you can write the check to this, and I'll make sure you get everything you need. There's corporations out there willing, in, you know, to help schools. You just got to ask. But before you can ask, you got to know who they are. Right. So maybe that's your imagination. Create a list of 40 potential donors. Do you have a marketing campaign? Do you have flyers? Do you have a do you have a state? You know, a state of the union annual report, some sort of address that you can that you can put in the hands of potential partners and donors. Maybe you need to take trips to your local business networking meetings. Okay, everybody—they're all over the place now. You can go to chamber of commerce or or you know leads groups events, and and you're going there representing the school every time you 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 uh, get to stand up and usually get 60 seconds. Take that sixty seconds and talk about your school and say specifically what you desire to have and what you're specifically looking for and say who do you know that I need to know. Think outside the box. Look for that other ways of uh, securing those funds. So that's step four. Create a definite plan for carrying out your desire. Begin at once, whether you're ready or not. So you don't need to have the nice fancy flyer to start. You just need to go. Gotta have what you're you know, stating in mind. Number five, write down your specific statement that includes the first four steps. You're going to need two index cards for this, and you're going to write it down two times. So you're writing you are you're, uh, you're writing down how much money you desire to have, what you're willing to give up, the date that you're going to have the money, and what is your plan. And you're going to have this card, and you're going to put it in two places, wherever you'd see it at the start of the day and at the end of the day, and you're going to read this two times a day. That's step six. Read it twice daily and eliminate all negative forces, all negative thoughts from this project. This is is your six steps to achieving your purpose, your six steps to winning. And these steps call for no hard work, no additional education, no additional resources, just need some imagination and some courage combined with some thinking time. That's it. All right. Surround yourself with, with your team. So here's some things that I want you to be wary of. Okay. Be wary of these limitations. Number one is lack of imagination. If you don't have an imagination as a leader, you've got to surround yourself with people who are good idea folks. Number two, self-control. Be careful of self-control. Probably how you got you know, you or the other school got into this, you know, budgeting problem to start with. Step three, procrastination. Procrastination is the number one cause of failure. Beware of this uh, limitation. Not having a plan. Okay. Not having organized details also, be wary of taking on too many opinions of other people. Too many opinions of other people. Because those who listen to others too often have very little desire to make decisions for themselves. All right? So there's a difference. Are you gathering information or are you seeking opinions? It's a big difference between the two. And listen. You're not going to be successful the first time you try to do this. And always remember, every seed of every seed of failure brings with it a seed of advantage. Right? Remember, we're, we are we are learning by failing forward. We are learning by evaluative experiences. So, to counteract your limitations, here's keys. Here's some six keys to success. Number one is be persistent. This is why this is why plans go to die. This is why goals go to die. It's a lack of persistence. Number two, definiteness of purpose. You gotta have clarity in your purpose. Step three is definiteness of plan. Have a plan. It doesn't have to be a step-by-step action plan, but it needs to be a plan. It's gotta be a plan to get there. So you can share it and communicate. Self-reliance is critical, right? Know that you can achieve. Rely on your skills. Rely on the people around you. Number five, accrued knowledge, right? This goes back to the evaluative experiences. And six, having strong habits. So those are six keys to success to counteract your limitations. Persistence, purpose, plan, self-reliance, accrued knowledge strong habits so my call to action to you this morning this monday march 6th or, or march 7th regarding what would you do with a hundred thousand dollars let think of this lou holtz quote he said by the time the opportunity comes it's going to be too late to prepare so prior to completing your budget check the pulse of the organization you lead right now remember those six questions from patrick valenciani's book the advantage why do you exist how do we as an organization behave what is it that we do how will we know we're successful what's most important right now and who is responsible for what when you go through and answer those six questions you're going to be able to pull out that clarity that clarity of purpose the clarity of of where do we need to focus our hundred thousand dollars on and from there, you'll know, what's the first item that should be on our budget? Where are we going to get the greatest return on our investment to achieve winning? That is my teaching for this morning on March 7th, 2016. I'm going to try to figure out how to open up the queue here. Let's see if I can do this correctly. If you have any questions, go ahead and hit star six gets you in the queue. Star six gets you in the queue. All right. So nobody in the queue. Um, hopefully that, that was valuable to you. That book is really great. Excellent. Sounds like we got someone in the queue. Hello, this is Tom. Hi, this is Bud. Hey Bud, how are you, buddy? I'm great. I really liked uh what you had to say this morning and wanted to add particularly about having uh one of my top Ten principles for principles is develop an abundance mentality for yourself and your school. And that's exactly what you're saying is, is that you, you must focus on where you want to go, not what you, where you're stuck or what you're, what you think are impediments to getting the money that you need and it comes back to that intentionality that you talk about so much with uh, John Maxwell's teaching that I I think uh, will really make a difference to principals if uh, they make that their goal and then they surround themselves with people who have that same positive abundance mentality not only for the school but for themselves. Okay. Do we lose each other? mm Hello, mm-hmm.